0: Hello friends, good evening and welcome to Cash Cow once again. So this week I thought we'd take a break from all the cryptocurrency talk that's been happening for the last two weeks. We've had uh, two episodes of the crypto series week after week uh, consecutively. And perhaps let's take a bit of a break today and go back to uh, so-called traditional finance for a bit. Uh, We'll continue the crypto talks, definitely it's not going to stop, but just a little breather, you know go back to our roots now let's talk about a key element of the income statement one of the fantastic foursome of finance one of the key financial statements let's talk about a key element of the income statement cost of goods sold or cogs let's go welcome to cash cow the show where we talk about finance accounting investments and many more Join us as we walk through the big world of finance one step at a time. Alright, COGS or COX refers to the direct cost of producing the goods sold by a company. Now, COX includes all the costs and expenses directly related to the production of goods and it excludes indirect costs such as overhead, your electricity, your utilities and all this are not considered COGS. So COGS is usually deducted from revenues, otherwise known as sales or turnover, in order to calculate gross profit and gross margin. So in other words, higher COGS means lower margins or lower GP, gross profit. So the the way you calculate uh, COGS is you take your beginning inventory for the period, you add the purchases made during that period and you minus your ending inventory during that period. Now, COGS only applies to those uh, costs directly related right, to producing those goods that are intended for sale. Because cost, COGS is a cost of doing business, it's recorded as a business expense right, on the income statement. So, knowing COGS helps analysts, um, investors and all these people estimate the company's bottom line. So, in other words, COGS increases... And not only your margins uh, are lower, your net income decreases as well. So, for example, let's look at a company uh, in Malaysia, right? Let's take maybe Nestle, for example. So, the goods produced in Nestle, as we all know, are the confectionaries, the beverages and all these th- In fact, now that you think about it, there's too many things uh, to think about. Um, so, Nestle has like, I don't know, hundreds of products, right? If you go to any malaysian kitchen you will at least find a at least one nestle product so anyway uh, enough about nestle let's focus on um, the milo division okay for example the milo let's say there's a milo division in nestle and let's focus on milo so the cogs for milo production of milo would be the wheat uh, the chocolate uh, this i don't know the skimmed milk powder and anything that's written on the ingredient package basically and whatever it's used to produce that uh, raw Milo powder, powder, right? And for example, let's take another company like uh, Unilever or Fair and Lovely or some other cosmetic brands, right? You'll have all your, I don't know, aloe vera and your, your uh, the, the material they use to make the cream, your scents that they use for the, for the cream to give it a smell. All those kind of things are your cost of goods. So it goes in, it's direct materials, right? Now, as a rule of thumb, if you want to know if an expense falls under COGS... There's a simple question you can ask yourself Would this expense have been an expense even if no sales were generated? So for example, if you're not selling Milo for let's say two years then you won't have to buy um, chocolate uh, or skim the milk powder, right? That's a, that's a quick and easy uh, sort of one-liner you can ask yourself if you want to tell whether something is cogs or not. So looks, let's look at an, another example, right? Let's say let's let's put some numbers into those uh, concepts that we've talked about. So let's say you sell washing machines, okay, and you sell fifty units of washing machines at uh, let's say thousand ringgit each. So your supplier who sells you the washing machines sells you at hundred um, the 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 hundred washing machines he sells sells you at let's say eight hundred ringgit each. So your profit on each washing machine is two hundred ringgit, right? So your COGS. Let's look at how we calculate this. You sold fifty right so 50 times 800 equals to 40000 right so that is your cogs you sold 50 and your revenue is 50 times 1000 which is 50000 so your in other words your gross profit is 10k right but then you might ask what happens to the 50 washing machines that you didn't sell because you bought 100 but you sold 50 and you use 50 and 50 to get your Cost of goods sold and your revenue. So what happens to the other fifty, right? So that goes under inventory, right? That's why we uh, left that. How to say the beginning and ending inventory in the in the in the formula. So um, we maybe make more sense if we go through the journal entries, right? If you are interested, uh, for those of you who are not, maybe you can skip like one two minutes. And uh, this is you know the journal entries lah. So your first. By the machines right so you credit your cash 80,000 you debit your inventory 80,000 right then sales to customers on credit let's say for example you debit AR which is accounts receivable 50k you credit revenue 50k then you send the machines to your customers you debit your cost of goods source for 50k um, and you credit your inventory for 50k so the balance you have that 30k ringgit sits in your inventory okay so that's how it's done basically lah in what in example I gave earlier. So now let's look at the name, right? Of course, um, the one I gave earlier, it's a very simple example. There there could be a lot of differences depending on the industry, the kind of accounting standards that's used. There could be certain um, uh, guidelines that they follow in order to recognize it differently. But this is the general theory of it. If you want to go into really nitty-gritty, um, you have to look industry level or in front company level to, to to look at how each company treats and. Uh, the you know the finished goods differently but this is the general accounting treatment of this kind of thing okay so it usually doesn't go too far away from this so um let's look at the name right cost of goods sold so what about the companies that don't sell goods or don't carry inventory like for example um let's say facebook so facebook obviously doesn't sell goods as far as i know uh, maybe they have like small digital products or whatever um, you know like uh, Google, you can't say that they don't sell products Because they do They sell uh, Chromecast and this and that So technically, they are also a company that produces goods But for example, like Facebook and all these internet companies That don't sell goods at all uh, Service companies Those guys don't have COGS, okay They have something called COSS Or Cost of Services Sold These are also known in a variety of names, right I've seen this on income statements under various names Uh, there is cost of revenue cost of incomes and all kinds of things but essentially it will show up in a line in your income statement saying cost of something just dig a little deeper into the terms and you'll see that it means cost of goods sold or cost of doing business lah in other words so those companies take all this the direct labor for example or the the cost for running the for example like google runs a platform for advertising right so the cost of actually running that platform, I'm sure they will have cost for doing it, right? Those costs will probably go into COSS. You'll have to look at each company on a company-by-company basis. And Facebook probably does the same thing, but Facebook has some coxla. Uh, so that is essentially how you calculate COGS and what COGS is. It's a very casual conversation we've had about COGS. I hope you've understand it. Uh, another thing that usually comes up when talking about COGS is LIFO and FIFO accounting but I intended to keep this episode short and it's reached the 7 minute mark so let's save that for another day I'm sorry, it's been a bit longer than 7 minutes I think 8 or 9 minutes but yeah, you get my point we'll talk about LIFO and FIFO on another day on Cash Cow so once again, please do drop your thoughts on any comments you might have Uh, thanks a lot for reaching out on Instagram and sharing uh, stuff that we talk about and all this and uh, by the way, we are on Clubhouse now finally Clubhouse is on uh, available to Android users, which I am, so I'm now on Clubhouse. Um, cash Cashflow Finance, as usual, you can just search the name of if you're on Clubhouse as well. Um, I don't see the hype as what was, at what as at what it was when it first released. Like you know, the when it first came out to iPhone, there's a lot of hype. I don't see that now, but there are still people on there having great, insightful conversations. Um, I joined like uh, quite a few already. And it's great. Uh, I'm looking forward to more exciting things happening on Clubhouse. So let's connect if you do have Clubhouse. Um, or shoot me a DM on Instagram and you can connect there as well. And as usual, may your assets ever outweigh your liabilities. And until next week, this was Cash Cow and good night.